0: Welcome to Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Oh, Kate is not here for this episode. As you know, last week it was her birthday, so I am filling in solo for a couple of episodes, but Kate will be back ASAP. So today we don't have my darling Kate, but... Usually, every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender, Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows, That we will be studying. And right now I would usually say, hi Kate, how you doing? But um, Katie Kate is having some time off. So I do want to fill all of you listeners, you glorious, beautiful, transcendent listeners, into uh, some news. So... As you know, guys, uh, because Kate and I basically shove it down your throat every week, um, we do three shows a week. So we obviously have, this is our original show. This is the warm bosom that we go back to. Our whole podcast started with this, this structure that we were picking two shows from our Wheel of Shame and that contains, as I say in the intro, everything that's ever been on TLC that's available on the app. So it could be shows from like 10 years ago, shows that are currently airing. Then we also incorporated Discovery Plus shows because they they are somehow, I don't know if they're under the same network or owned by the same conglomerate, but when you go on Discovery Plus, there's a ton of TLC. So Kate went through them, found some like insane shows, added that to the Wheel of Shame. So we definitely have a good chunk of shows still on our Wheel of Shame, but... What we kind of have made the decision to do, not kind of, we have made the decision to do, is go to just studying, aka breaking down, um, aka tearing apart, just one show a week now on, on, on this particular episode. Because, you know, we have this show... Then we have our Patreon that we record, and that is all Vanderpump Rules, and that gets released every Thursday, and that is Vanderpump Rules. Um, Then we also have our other show that we record that is purely 90 Day Fiancé the Other Way, which is glorious if you guys have not caught up and watched it and we released that on a tuesday so right now kate and i are you know we're recording three shows but essentially this is like two shows in one so it's just a lot so we just figured what we would do is break it down to just one show for um our wheel of shame episode and you know what i also feel as though genuinely we can kind of dig deeper into the shows i feel sometimes you know we're rushing to go through one to go through to the next so we thought let's just do one and that means we can do a deeper dive on what happened to all of the the cast that was in it you know if we can find some background goss more information about whatever happened any questions we have like we can just do it deeper to really understand how we're going to rate it. Because as you know, we rate all of these shows on a scale of 0 to 600 pounds of learning after TLC's most famous show, My 600-pound Life. Um, That is our rating scale. So I think... I hope you guys are okay with that, Kate and I are very comfortable that this is going to be a much better quality um, dive into each of these shows that we pick, so I just wanted to give you a heads up, and today we're going to start like that. So the last um, episode that we did, The Wheel of Shame gave us two shows, it gave us Starter Wives Confidential, and it gave us Did You're Screwed, um, and we're just going to cut co- we well i am just going to cover starter wives confidential in this show so it's going to be a little bit shorter it's just myself i'm going to get into this starter wives confidential and then next week our next wheel of shame show will be doing just dude you're screwed um and katie kate will be back for that um so i think i've kind of caught you up in all the housekeeping. I think that's everything I needed to mention. I hope all of you are wonderful and well. And once again, I always like to start the show just by saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to us. And it's it's bananas seeing some of the countries everyone's um, listening from. So always feel like if you want to comment, you know, about anything um or reach out to us, you always can at loving care podcast at gmail.com. And on our Instagram at Tender Loving Care Podcast. And then you can also find us on Patreon for $5 a month. You end up getting the show um, once a week, in which we cover Vanderpump rules. We do it videos; So you can see Kate and I screaming in disgust about that ship of fools. Okay, let's get on to our show this week. So we pulled Starter Wives Confidential, <clears throat> and TLC describes it as such. Celebrity ex-wives and ex-girlfriends reveal the fascinating and controversial world of the women who supported their former husbands and boyfriends before the fame and wealth made them the men they are today. Okay. So we pull this up. I read the description. And I Figured I kind of knew what it was going to be like. We've seen... There are so, so many shows like Basketball Wives and the Ex-Wives Club. And I know we've done like a lot... There's a lot on TLC. And I think we've done a couple of them before. Um, and according Starter Wives, I was like, okay, so this was all the first... I, I kind of get the premise. It's not that hard to get. But it's probably going to be along the lines of all of the other ones. This was a bizarre one, so first of all, we're going back, we went onto the app to find these shows, and there's only three episodes, there's only, there's like one, there's only one season, and there's only episode four, five, and seven, it was really strange, so I was like, okay, I'll watch all of them, now this was all made in 2014, so the fashions, woo! <laughs> they were something, we were getting chunky belts, we were getting leggings. We were getting ornate shirts. I mean, it really—it was spectacular. Some of the fashions, you know, we saw bangles. You know, we saw the big sunglasses. It was—it was great to revisit that era of fashion. Um, and it was really—it's it's an odd show. I described it like it's like a mix of housewives and mob wives. And then a little bit of Basketball Wives, which I don't think I've even watched. I may have seen a trailer for. But it's such an odd premise in the sense that that whole description of what it is. So it's like, um, uh, these are the first wives and they were there before the fame and wealth made them the men they are today. Well, the men that these women were married to or in a relationship with all did horrendous things to them and we have cheating we have domestic violence we have these terrible issues in this and it's all these women the whole premise of the show is based on the men it it was it was a very very odd show I feel as though they went in with the premise and it got skewed and the women didn't know where it was going I don't think production knew where it was going and it got cancelled so quickly. I'll get into how it got cancelled because that was really strange as well. So we meet these women. We've got Cheryl, a blonde woman, and she was married to a mobster, a supposed mobster, or should I say, supposed? I don't know. Supp- <laughs> la, 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 la. Now she, all she she looks like the only way I can describe that, She's basically Kim Zolciak. So Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta back in the day when she had the wig with the like thick curls when she was always wearing the shirts with the thick chunky belt and she was you know had a cigarette and a pinot grigio I mean that's exactly who Cheryl looked like so we have her then we have the most interesting character was a woman named Josie and Josie was married to one of the world's most famous boxers Floyd Mayweather then we have Liza who was with Lamar Odom. Then we have Shaniqua, who was with 50 Cent. Monica, who was with Funkmaster Flex, and Tashira, who was with DMX. Now, DMX, I'm right in saying DMX has passed away, right? Let me just Google this while I'm here. I should have done this before, but I do believe, yeah, he did pass away. He passed away 20 2021. That's what it was. I knew he... I, wa- I wanted to confirm. I, I thought he had. Um. So the main people you see, it, it. it's just strange because it is not a complimentary show for women. And I think ideally what they wanted to do is have this show where these women were like, look, we're getting on without these men and these famous men. But the whole intro to the show is the women describing what a starter wife is. And it's like, we were the ones that were there at the beginning. We were the ones that they had babies with first. We were the ones that saw them through the fame, dot, dot, dot. But it's like, and then they completely screwed them over, left them in the dirt, went on to fame and fortune. And and these women, not all of them, I can say this, not all of them are like mourning these men. But a couple of them are like still trying to be with them. The weirdest of them is Josie. Okay, so just to refresh, Josie was with Floyd Mayweather, one of the most famous boxers in the entire world. He is worth, I mean, beyond millions. Like it is multi, multi millions. It's unbelievable what he's worth, right? He's a huge, huge brand. Now, Josie was with him and had children with him. They had, I went and did all the the research, they had a very tumultuous relationship. There are two cases of domestic violence. So apparently one night, so this was filmed in 2014. And this was like in 2010, I believe, um, that Josie called, I'm just going back to my notes here to make sure I'm going to get this. You know what I'm like, sometimes we have dates that are right, sometimes we don't. That's just what you expect and that's what you're going to get from me. But, um, so anyway, Josie calls the police and she said that her husband was beating her. So the police came and they arrested him, right? Then she goes on to the stand. I think it went to the point where they were going to prosecute him for it and she redacted it all. Or she even got to the point where she was on the stand and said, I actually lied about all of this. None of it happened and he did not beat me. So that happened. Then literally a year or two years later, he gets arrested again for beating her. And this apparently did take place. He was found guilty of it. And that was the end of their relationship. I don't know the details of what really went on with the, you know, the intricacies of the beating and stuff. But so it was this very, very tumultuous and he admitted to her and he was found guilty of domestic violence against her. So then we meet her. And in these three episodes, like I said, it's four, five and seven. We have her like obsessed with him. And... Let me add a massive amount of alcohol as well. So her running storyline in this is A, that she's really, really mean. B, that she's they all keep whispering she's an alcoholic. And C that she's obsessed with getting Floyd Mayweather back. So at this point, Mayweather is engaged to another woman, and it's their it's um Josie and his is. Child's thirteenth birthday, so he's obviously has more money than God, and has chartered a private plane and is taking this kid to somewhere fantastic for his birthday. Blah 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 blah, and we have like a whole episode of her going, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Like, I just want to be with him, and I know that, uh, you know, as soon as he sees me, we're gonna be back together." And she's like in the mirror, and she's like, "Oh, when I see him, I'm just gonna get him into the bathroom, and oh, it's gonna be amazing." This guy's engaged to another woman and doesn't even speak to Josie anymore. He was also found guilty of domestic violence against her multiple times, or one, was suggested multiple times, and then convicted for it. And all of these women around her are like, uh, Josie, I don't... You understand he's engaged, right? And she's like, nope, nope, nope. And she like won't mention the woman that he's engaged to's name. So So she calls her, like, the accountant? It's honestly, you're watching a woman in complete delusion. So this episode's gearing up and she's going to, these these scenes with the friends that are like, so what would you think if Floyd and I would get back together? And they were like, he's engaged to someone else. And then it's like, boom, she starts throwing drinks on people. She's grabbing a woman out of her chair. I mean, she's nuts. She's like, it, it was honestly really, really sad to watch and so confusing. I kept thinking of like, miss something here and it was weird with the with the random episodes I watched but they're all just like appalled by her and so she flies off to New York, and what I love is it's very, very housewives in the sense that they all have their own brand, and it's constantly, you know, the confessions that the housewives love to do of, oh, I'm just so exhausted. I've got a book coming out, I've got my book deal, I'm going on my book tour, I have my products in stores, I have my. It was very much that, and she kept going. I have to go to New York for some more meetings because of my book and my products. I'm getting them in this store. And I'm getting, and you're kind of going. It seemed very Sonya Morgan from Real Housewives in New York, thinking, "I don't think any of this is actually happening." And so she flies to this birthday party of her kid, and she didn't. He wouldn't even speak to her. And so she comes back, and I think this woman is in such a loss for her life because she said, "I was there when he had nothing," and this is kind of the story with all of them that we were, hence the title, Starter Wives, we were there when they had nothing, we were there when they were, you know, uh, we were making all the sacrifices, we were at home with the children, or we were waiting and we were going to pick them up from practices, or we were going to do all of that because we knew, we had faith, we were there when they signed their first contract, and basically all the men just cheated on them and dumped them. So it's a really dark kind of program especially when you factor in someone like Josie that's still pining after him and he's allegedly had or been convicted of domestic violence against her wants nothing to do with her and she's just crying and drinking and I was like this is um yeah this is quite this is dark and then you have this other woman Tashira and she was with DMX. DMX notoriously Notoriously had multiple, multiple children with multiple, multiple women while he was in relationships with multiple, multiple women. Like he was just literally, there were so many kids. So you meet Tashira and she says, When I was married to him or with him, I can't remember if they were married or together for a very long time. After we broke up, you know, it's because he was cheating constantly. And I found out that he had kids like everywhere. There were like multiple kids he had from multiple different women. So it's her getting a private eye to go and track down women, children that he apparently has. For what reason, I don't know. Because she was never left with any money from him. What she does find out and tells us this wild story is that while she was with DMX, he had a child um, with, a, with a woman... Who, he, who when she came, came forward and said, I'm pregnant with your child, he claims that he was drugged by her and raped and that that's how she got pregnant. And this woman was like, no, 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 not doing this. She took him to court for defamation. She won $1.5 million and... And, of course, he had to pay child support. This is all while Tashira has children with him and she's not, like, getting a penny. It is so messed up. And it's about... And now she's trying to find all these other children to, like, do what with? I don't know. It's it's a very, very odd storyline that production obviously kind of put together. But it's really painful and horrible to see this woman that now has, like, nothing and... DMX she keeps trying to find him and he keeps running from child support who else does that is Lamar Odom so I can't remember the day when was Lamar Odom with um Chloe Kardashian it's got to be around this time it's got to be 2014 right let me see Chloe, let's look this up guys because it would make sense um that they were together around then and that's why this woman like got on to the show because he obviously had the oh yeah wow okay so chloe and holy shit this was so long ago i didn't realize this chloe and lamar met and married in 2009 got it and then they divorced in 2016 I did not, okay, I did not know that, that's a really, that's a really long time ago, wow, that was 2009, okay, so this was definitely after, yes, because this was made in 2014, okay, so in two, so, so we see Liza, and Liza has like two or three kids by Lamar Odom, and her episodes are chasing him, and trying to find him to serve him a subpoena to pay child support, because he wasn't paying child support for all these kids, it's like it it's it's half like it's half fighting housewife style then it's these dark like episodes in like the courtroom trying to get um child support and trying to get these men to be held accountable for what they've done random children by random women domestic abuse like it's like it's a lot like it's much heavier it's heavy, but without having any interesting drama to kind of have levity. We have this Josie who, like I say, they keep whispering, oh, she's drunk again, oh, she's wasted, you know, that. That's kind of her storyline. But she is really mean. Very, very mean. And she says she's nasty. I mean, she would have made a great housewife. Like, I look, I don't know where she is now, but she would have made a brilliant housewife because she said some stuff that cut deep. And then on the whole like housewife things, we get great we get sprinter van scenes. And everybody that's listening that knows housewives, we know the best fights happen in limos and sprinter vans. So we see them going on like a trip and it's a disaster. They start fighting in the sprinter van, they go to dinner, um Josie instigates everything and starts pulling the like extensions off another woman. It's It just seems as though... The Housewives have definitely dealt with very, very dark topics. But there's always been a levity. And there's no levity. It's just about these women that were treated, essentially, terribly by men. And that's it. And there wasn't much emphasis on these women kind of having any redemption arc. It was them living in it and being in it. And that's why they were on the show. So... I feel as though it was somewhat ahead of its time, but also it was a weird point in reality TV. I think reality TV had gone, you know, Kardashians were well, 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 well underway. Um, We'd gone past like the Rock of Love era where it was women that were just, you know, physically fighting each other. Bad Girls Club, that all stuff, that stuff. And then... It was Housewives obviously kicking off and doing well. But it, it it was a weird fit. And ultimately it didn't work, so it got cancelled. Because I kept thinking why are there only three episodes on this? It got cancelled. Okay, no big deal. But what happened is is the reason it got cancelled the person that got it cancelled was 50 Cent. Okay, it's bizarre. So... Josie goes on the record to say that she that 50 Cent was to blame for the entire show getting cancelled because what they did is they aired they filmed obviously an entire season the ratings were so low I mean they were getting the first episode got just under 700,000 then it went down and it was I mean it was at like 300,000 it was at nothing i mean it wasn't sustainable it was not a show that was going to work so the 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 um production company or i guess the network i should say the network cancelled the entire show after a couple of episodes they didn't even bother airing the whole show that's how badly it was doing and that is a lot when you have all of that money so josie comes on she said there was a massive amount of money that was put into this production so many people's lives, so many people's jobs that we, you know, we were all together for so long and we made all this happen and you just go and cancel it and it's all 50 Cent's fault. Now, 50 Cent was with Shaniqua and apparently, well, I've got it, not apparently, this is his, um, this is his tweet. Okay, let me find his tweet. Oh my goodness, did I get rid of it? Okay, bear with me, guys, because I'm going to find find this tweet so i don't know whether it was because he hated his ex-wife being on there um um or it was i mean i would imagine it was that or maybe she seemed very mellow um she didn't seem she didn't seem like she was starting too much of like a a fight about it all but um and about him and like dragging him too much but this is it actually you know what it was um it was to shira was with dmx and she was the one that came out i apologize it was to with dmx and she came out and said i'm very disappointed by the sequence of events that's taken place in this last week it's disheartening to know that the show was cancelled after two episodes shit due to many inflated egos there were millions of dollars and a lot of hard work put into this project by producers, staff, and my co-stars. It's hard to believe that there are still some fundamental issues in our society about women speaking up or having a voice. Um, it's okay for rappers... Here we go. It's okay for rappers to get on television, and tell their story about how many times they were shot or how they were heavily in the drug game. But it's not okay for women to share their story about their life experiences. Starter Wives Conventions was more than a show about bitter or entitled women. It was about a group of women stepping out of the shadow of their exes and finding their way in life personally and professionally. You see, I don't, the way it was shot though, I do think that was the intention of this show. But it just wasn't shot like that. It focused purely... And that could be... Who knows whose fault that really is. But it was focused on just what these men had done to them. Over and over and over again. And these women talking about that. And just... Just trying to survive. But not really thrive. It was... Like I say. I think so many lines were crossed. I think the women thought they were going on to do something. And it ended up being something completely different. So... Then 50, 50 Cent took credit for the show's cancellation. He tweeted, this is, this is very, this is very 50 Cent or fofty. Uh, I want to apologise to the cast of Starterwise for having the show pulled off the network. I sincerely hope you find work. Boom! That was it. So I think that 50 and a lot of these of the men were very, very worried about what may have came out. But look we all kind of know how terrible they were to these women. Um, and it was just, it wasn't, certainly wasn't a feel good show. Not the, the housewives. Actually, you know, some of the housewives are feel good, even when they're screaming at each other over dinner tables. There still is things that make you laugh about it and aspire to. But this just was quite depressing, seeing women like, have to subpoena men just to pay for their children I was like oh but yeah two episodes how shit would that be like you finally get think you're getting out of your partner's shadow you get a reality show and you're like all right boom this is it we all know what can happen with reality shows I can get a brand I can get sponsorship I could do all this and then they just pull it off to two episodes oh, rough 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 so Essentially, I'm trying to see in my notes if there was anything out. I mean, the, Josie was the instigator of it all. She, I don't know. I think Bravo should get their eyes on her. I really do. We had the sprinter vans. We had the alcohol problems. I mean, it was very, very much a housewife show. But sorry, Starter Wives Conventional. Uh, conventional. <laughs> sorry. Starter Wives Confidential. You tried, um, but I guess it's 50's fault. Hmm maybe. All right, so out of 0 to 600 pounds of learning, how much did I learn from this? I learned I learned you don't mess with 50 cent. But mind you, I kind of already knew that. So I'm going to give this I'm going to give it 150 out of 600 just because the effort was there guys, the effort was there to make this a good reality show, but It fell flat. So sorry, guys. I hope they all moved on to some good stuff. I hope all of them actually ended up, like, on another reality show where they could actually earn money. Because what a letdown it was for them. Alright, so I... I, 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 I... I'm gonna go. Um, I know this was just a quickie. This was just a short one. And our... You know, when Kate's back and we move on to our next show, which is gonna be... Dude, (laughs) you're screwed. Um, I want to give you the... um, actual episode we're going to do because dude you're screwed is about i didn't i thought it was going to be like some i don't know a prank show or something but apparently it's people dropping it's like the the show is dropping people in places where they have to just survive like just not die essentially we're going to put you in here for a week and you have to just not die Um, so we are going to be doing season two, episode four, which is called Death Row. And it's dropping a guy called Chris Swander into an abandoned prison locked in shackles. I shit you not. It sounds really, really good. So that's what Kate and I are going to be chatting about next week. So go ahead and watch that Dude You're Screwed, season two, episode four, Death Row. Um, all right, guys, I know this was a quickie. Next week, though, I mean it's not going to be this quick so we'll have Kate and we'll be able to do a little bit of a deeper dive but this was more of a catch-up episode and a little review of this very very short-lived show um all right guys we'll have a wonderful wonderful week um, you know, there's so much to chat about with what's going on in the Bravo world, and Kate and I cover every single morsel of it over on our Patreon, so do be sure to go over to Patreon.com, search Tender Loving Care Podcast, sign up so you can watch and listen to us dissect it all. We also just put on our Instagram today a clip of the 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way tell-all. Ooh! Guys, it's what we deserve as fans of TLC because we've been put through hell with 90 Day in the past couple of, the past year or so. It's all been rubbish, but this is pure gold. We are seeing um, Strange Beautiful, obviously. She's wearing this pink feathered robe. I just, I mean, it's perfection. But we see Chris, she's like slumped in a chair trying to answer these questions of like, what, where were you, what did you do, where did you go, and then we have her, Jamie, her wife, saying, I have photos of her having sex with her ex. So, guys, it is so good. So go over to our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Check out that reel because we put it up there. You need to watch it. And obviously, we will be back with new episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's when our Patreon comes out. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, three episodes a week. If you sign up to our Patreon, have a brilliant, brilliant rest of your day and week and everything. And mwah mwah mwah.